We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm Steve Peretz, joined as always by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. Guys, it's uh, day one of the Ayurvedic uh, cleanse for me, and I'm just going to say I'm not feeling great. I don't <laughs> feel great right now. So I don't really know what the hell it happened to Aaron Rodgers. It caused him to lose 15 pounds, but I feel awful. How are you guys doing? Dusty, what's going on? <laughs> Better than you, apparently. I am better than you. Listen, man, there is like actual like video of football things happening today. I'm I'm over the moon, buddy. I am over the moon. Yeah, I, I'm you know, everything has been crazy, but going on Twitter and actually seeing like real football footage and not just like here are these off season scenarios or way too early twenty twenty two draft uh my draft predictions, like actually seeing <laughs> Um, football in real time, what, even if it was just a practice, um, was awesome. So felt like a little piece of me was back um, seeing that. And yeah, looking forward to breaking some of it down with you guys. So did you guys, before I even get into anything, did you guys see the picture of A.J. Dillon's legs <laughs> yeah. versus Aaron Jones's legs? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he looked like a toddler. It was insane. And he's like, Aaron Jones is like an athletic dude with good legs. And all of a sudden he looks like he has just... Legs like a normal human being. I yeah. It's crazy. One of AJ Dillon's legs was bigger than Aaron Jones's body. It was just, <laughs> and I know some of it was like Aaron Jones was up a little, and so like the picture, just the, the perception there. But my God, like it looked like two entirely different positions practicing. Just insane. Yeah, 
It was whoever took that photo. I don't remember who posted it, but it's absolutely awesome. And I don't know if it is like primarily because of the angles and the way that they were kind of positioned, but it's just such an absurd photo to look at that and be like, they play the same position Um, (laughs) because they just look physically so different. But hey, I'm I'm all for it. I'm so excited. Obviously, we know Aaron Jones is the bomb and now you know we saw really good things from aj dylan he is obviously he's referring to himself now as the quadzilla so um <laughs> excited to see that duo and you know the combination there in the backfield for sure super exciting so i don't really want to do this but let's do it anyway because you know it is a packers podcast and we do have some you know day one million seven hundred and seventy two thousand of aaron Rodgers, uh you know not being happy with packers and he talked on the tv last night guys i don't know if you saw this or, or read anything about it but let's do let's do a couple of quick takeaways things that you got from it but uh sarah what about you what did you think of rogers on kenny me i mean it's whatever right i think Right, like a couple weeks ago when we talked about this for the first time, I said my gut reaction and based on what we already know is that Rodgers' issue is with the Packers is specifically with the front office. He loves the team. He loves LaFleur. He loves the coaches and everything like that. And that's pretty much exactly what he said on ESPN. He said, like, I have great teammates and it's never been about the Jordan Love pick and it's never been about the coaching staff. And in that list of people that he mentioned that he loves and appreciates, it was not a coincidence that Brian Gudikins was not on that list. So that's really where um, the conflict is. I think that's always where it's been. Um, And we'll see what happens. I think there is a world where they're able to work it out, but at what cost, right? Like, what does Rodgers want? What is he essentially demanding? I know that's a really aggressive word, but it kind of seems like it's getting to that point. We have coaches flying out to go see him. We have players that are like, I didn't even know that this was happening until it was all over Twitter. So it's kind of confusing to look at it from that perspective and, We'll see what happens. But, I mean, I thought the interview, especially the sign-off with F.U. Aaron Rodgers, was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I, I think we should just cut that clip. Um, and that's just how Packers fans, whether you you know, are totally behind Aaron Rodgers 100% in the sense that he should get more from the Packers and they should do more for him, or if you're on you know the Packers side of things where you're like, what more can they do? Yes, there was a miscommunication. I think that clip just sums up the Packers fandom in like the past month or so, because no matter what, Aaron Rodgers is causing stress for you right now. You're a Packers fan. So it's just like, come on, Aaron Rodgers, like tell us what you want. Be straight up about it. Don't dance around the answer and just let this be over. Because like you said, Steve, it has gone on for so freaking long now. And I'm so tired of it. I'm waiting for the day that I get the ESPN notification where it's like Aaron Rodgers has been traded or it's like Aaron Rodgers has agreed to stay with the Packers. And then it'll just be like, oh, it's finally (laughs) over. It's finally over. And even if they're talking about it on every single broadcast throughout the year, at least it's over and done with, and we're not just hanging in space like we are right now. Yeah, uh, Sarah said things way better than I was going to. Uh, I'm here's this is my takeaways when I watched it. That was a dude. He's in Hawaii. 
as near as I can tell, has not combed his hair in. Okay, I was just going to say, I don't want to cut you off, but what is going on with the man bun? I have so many questions. I don't know. He, you know what? He decided to go for it. He lost an ungodly amount of weight. Uh, Now he's got a man bun. He's, I don't know what's going on in in Hawaii or in his life, but I don't, I don't know. But like, he he clearly like, he's sitting there. He hasn't combed his hair in forever. It's all sticking out. And not only is he on national TV, he's on national TV where he knows a lot of people are going to be watching because it's the first time he's spoken in forever. And, I say all that to say he, he clearly does not care about a no. lot of things, about perception of him. If he did, hygiene. he said something. <laughs> hygiene. There's a lot of stuff he, he doesn't care about. Miles Teller. I, yeah. Why is that a storyline that's I, just getting buried? Like, are they just best friends? I don't, now they're I don't know, I don't but know. I don't like Miles Teller, which colors my perception of this whole thing. So that that's part uh, of it. Who, yes, who's Steve. who's Miles Teller? Uh, he's, he's an, an actor. He's an actor. He's been in. Oh, uh, okay. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in. He was in the Divergent series, wasn't he? Wish, wish yeah, Shailene he was Woodley. in oh, Shailene, okay, with yeah. Shailene Woodley. So I'm assuming that that's why there's a connection there. But he's in the, dr- the drummer movie with J.K. Simmons. Uh, he's been. He's mm. been in stuff. He's fine. I just. I don't particularly care for. Okay him as a proceed but uh but yeah he doesn't care so it would have been really really easy for him to be like well and kenny may was kind of pushing him hey what are you what are you doing he was like this is not about me this is about you even at one point seemed to get annoyed a little let me get through this let me say what i want to say but even then did kind of answer questions did get into the hold as sarah said it's not the front office blah blah or it is but you know i love all the people here didn't mention the front office blah 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 so he clearly was was talking about packer stuff if he really was like i don't want to be here anymore the man that I saw in that video straight up would have said, I don't want to be there anymore. I've absolutely demanded a trade or whatever. So I, I mean, I, I assume, and this is not a surprise to anyone. There's got, there's, there's still some talks going on between the camps. There's still, they're trying to get something worked out and maybe, maybe he doesn't want to be back, but maybe he's also not quite giving up on this yet. And so there is this, like, that's what I saw. If anyone was going to say, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I, I hope they trade me. I hope they trade me. I don't want to be back. It was the Aaron Rodgers that I saw getting me in last night uh, because he like just doesn't care about anything. So I still think, I mean, I my feeling is still that he's back. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? But I do think that if he was both feet out the door, he absolutely would have said that on Kenny Mayne. So, I don't know. Just, I thought that was, thought that was interesting. It was, uh, it, was it was weird kind of seeing him <laughs> in that mode where he was like, I just want to get in and get out, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to talk about any of this stuff. I was just a little shocked that he wasn't playing bongos at one point or anything like that. Like he just, <laughs> he just, he gives off the vibe now of like the older dude that's trying just a little bit too hard to impress the younger girl that he's with now. Uh, you know, like oh, check it out, I'm gonna grow up my this is the super hipster man bun, and uh, we're, I don't know, just a little. He's trying a little too hard to like just fall into what he never had been in the past or had shown himself to be in the past. So. It, that was interesting and like Sarah said the, I, I thought it was very interesting that he you know didn't he went out of his way to to name everybody that he loves in the Packers or to get organization and he didn't like name every single you know beer vendor or pretzel seller or things like like he could have petty wise I feel like he could have gone deeper into that and I was a little <laughs> shocked that that was all it was but I mean it was a very obvious petty comment that he had and I think what I had mentioned was that I thought this is exactly how it would go. He wanted to talk about Kenny Mayne. He wanted to talk about this being his last show, and he would get annoyed by the fact that he was asked questions about the Packers. So it was pretty pretty positive. That was that's how it went, and yeah, and obviously Twitter reacted just 
unbelievably positive to this. It was just, you know, can't wait till he's back. It's, it's not gonna, you know, he, it looks like he's going to be back with the Packers, but um, yeah, it's just, just great. I mean, Packers fans just handling this so well. So. It's solved. I mean, yeah, we're coming back tomorrow. When you guys hear this, you probably already signed the contract. So. I mean, I was listening to, to Mike, to Greeny today when I was driving for work to a, visit a client and he's like, I, I've got the solution. I've got it. I've got the way to figure it out. Apparently he thinks that you should trade Jordan Love for Julio Jones straight up. Yeah, no, that seems like something that, that would work both financially and that both teams would be like, yes, this is a good deal for us. That <laughs> seems like it would be a trade in my fantasy football league that would be vetoed by like absolutely everyone. So <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. So there, there you go. It's all solved. And then, uh, and the Packers get Julio Jones. So, Hey, win-win for everybody. All right. There was some, uh, some press conferences since, uh, OTAs are starting and, uh, Sarah, you were able to listen to a couple of them. We, you were able to listen to Aaron Jones, LaFleur, Adrian Amos. What were, uh, what were a couple of takeaways that you, you pulled away from that? Yeah. So we'll start with LaFleur just cause it kind of ties directly into the Aaron Rodgers saga and everything that's happening there. So, of course, they asked um, him questions about this. Um, he said he's really just wants to focus on the individuals that are at OTAs. Um, there were also several wide receivers that did not show up to OTAs, but you know, keep in mind that these are voluntary, so they don't have to be there. So I know Devontae Adams wasn't there, Alan Lazard. Uh, I don't think MBS was there either. So a couple other guys. Um, DQ that are and Funches up. were both out as well, I know. Yeah, I, I saw that. Um, but obviously, those three are pretty notable. Um, and personally, I don't think it's anything to worry about. I know um, in past off seasons, Devontae Adams has stayed in California where he lives, you know, when it's not the season. And it looked like based on his social media activity that that's where he was. Um, so he mentioned that or a couple people asked him, like, do you think that's a coordinated effort? Do you think that they're not showing up? And he was straight up like, no, I talked to every single one of them individually. They all have different reasons for why they aren't here. They are voluntary. It's not that big of a deal. I know where they stand and everything's fine. So if you were worried about that, no need to be worried about that situation. It seems like um, things are fine there. You know, also there was talk about how Devontae Adams probably should have signed an extension by now. Well, like, let's be real. He's not going to make a decision until he knows what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Like anyone, he would be like, I love the Packers and I'm always going to root for them. But I would say like, it would be dumb if Devontae Adams signed an extension before he knew what was happening. Like for him, the, Devontae Adams, the wide receiver, not just Devontae Adams, the Green Bay Packers wide receiver. He has to do what's best for him and make the decision, you know, in the smoothest way possible. So he's going to do that and evaluate, you know, the entire situation. Um, Basically, LaFleur said that, um, you know, love looked a little more comfortable. A lot of people said that throughout um, some of the availabilities uh, on Tuesday and really just wanted to keep the focus on the players that were there. I think at one point he kind of stopped some of the questions that were coming in about the Rogers situation and was like, can we just focus on the people that are actually here and in this room right now? So no surprise. seems like he's getting a little frustrated and I don't really blame him. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to be in his position, especially when Rodgers has explicitly stated that he's not the reason for um, the riff in the relationship. He also touched a little bit on 
Blake Bortles, who was at OTAs but did not practice. Um, and he said they're just kind of progressing him through slowly. And, you know, he was out there and eventually he'll start taking more reps. So for anyone that is team Blake Bortles and wants him to be hmm. either QB1 or QB2, <laughs> do not fear because he's eventually going to be there. So shout out UCF. Um, and then <laughs> Aaron Jones talked to the media as well. Um, and it was pretty emotional. A lot of the conversation was about his father who passed away earlier this year. And um, he never missed a game. He was at every single game. And I think it was you know, nearly any broadcast that I listened to where they did a little segment on Aaron Jones. His dad was always in that conversation because he was such an important part of his life and their family's life and was so supportive of um, Jones's goals. So um, he did get pretty emotional about that. He There were some tears that were shed, but um, I really just thought it was the way that he spoke of his father. And that's really going to be a motivating factor for him this season to honor him and you know, do the best he can and achieve. He said the goals that they set together that only the two of them know. So, um, you know, really just he's such a good guy. So it was it was nice to, you know, see him reflect in that way. And obviously you're always thinking about him as he's going through a tough time. But he also talked about how his teammates have really helped him through this. And some nights he just spends, you know, time at his teammates' houses or places. He slept on people's couches and apart at their apartments just, you know, to be with them. So I think, you know, if you're worried about the culture in Green Bay and what's happening, that hearing something like that, you know, is a positive that these guys love each other no matter what, no matter what the quarterback situation is and all of the off-season drama, they're there for each other. And I think that's really important. Um, I thought Aaron Nagler asked a really great question to Jones about, um, you know, his entire career in Green Bay. He was basically this duo with Jamal Williams. So how does he feel now that Williams is gone and what, have they talked about what A.J. Dillon's role is going to be and what Aaron Jones's role will be? You know, with Jamal and with Aaron, it was pretty clear this person does this and this person does that. Um, and he said they haven't really talked about, you know, who's doing what and have established those roles yet, but that he's really excited to um, basically team up with A.J. Dillon there. And uh, he, he was very excited. He was, like, smiling super wide <laughs> when he was talking about that and how can he not. Um didn't get to watch a lot of Amos's um, talk, but something he did say was just like, listen, like we're just focused on what we're doing here. Everything else is outside noise. I saw that Kenny Clark basically said something pretty similar, like we're focused on the guys that are here. We're focused on us and how we can improve every single day. Um, so, hey, if you're worried about the Packers um, and think that they're – some of their t- the team is you know, staying awake at night upset about Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that's the case. Of course, they want him to be back and they want him to be the quarterback, but they're also there and they have their individual jobs to do. So overall, I thought it was a pretty positive um, conversation about the future of the team, where they're going. A lot of talk about um, Jordan Love and the other rookies and how they just looked a lot more comfortable um, already. And so I think that's a good sign and we'll see how it goes. Guys, it's super exciting. It is no pads and shorts and football action again. Dusty, I know you were saying how excited you were. We're going to start with you. Takeaways from OTAs, man. How excited was it that DeGuaro was out there? Like, did you were you able to contain yourself? But, you know, reading everything, watching some of the videos, what were 
what were some takeaways and things that you you saw that you that you liked uh, already from for the Packers? Yeah, I mean, some of this stuff, I do, you know, people ask me questions and sometimes I answer them um, on, on Twitter and stuff about uh, offensive line, offensive line alignment. And that's been one of the big things that Bakhtiari's injured. And we've talked about it here as, as well, I believe. What do we think that starting five is going to look like? Well, we might have got a glimpse of that today. I know a lot of people, it's, it's funny because you get kind of different versions of the same thing from a whole bunch of different people. So I know like Schneidman and Domofsky reported this. Uh, I think Andy did as well, but it was the first offensive line group and they could be just kind of messing around with some stuff first offensive line group they ran out there was elton jenkins at left tackle john running jr at left guard myers as the starting center lucas patrick at right guard and billy turner at right tackle so i mean the, the, a lot of these guys you've kind of played with a little bit i didn't know if jenkins was going to slide to left tackle we've kind of talked about him before i kind of like him in that left guard role kind of i do think that's where he's best on Runyon in right guard and then you know someone else over left tackle but I, I i think this was i mean if this is the alignment this wouldn't shock me a bit so kind of seeing this after all the speculation this is a route that they're actually that they're looking to go a little bit. So, uh, again, who knows? They might just be playing around with stuff in o- OTAs, like a lot of time between now and the season. But I thought that was interesting. That was the first offensive line group that they brought out. Uh, so that was that was one of the big things. Um, and and uh, Chris Barnes was working on inside linebacker one, uh, which I thought was cool. Um, that, that was kind of I think we talked about this last week. I like Kamal Martin's makeup more, but I think Barnes is more kind of the finished product now. So him getting in with the ones I think was good. Uh, and I think you know one of the biggest things that's not a shock to anybody with with Rogers not there. And we talked about Bortles earlier. He was there but not practicing it's a really good chance for that coaching staff to get a look at love. And I mean, we got a few videos of him, you know, he hit the net from, you know, 15 feet to 15 yards away, which is, you know, good footwork looked good. I mean, miles better than he was last year, but also it just gets a huge chance for, uh, I was going to say the ones, but we talked about no wide receivers were there. Very few wide receivers were there. Uh, I know there's a miscommunication with between him and Amari Rogers, but they get a chance to actually get get a look at him with the Rogers taking all of the the one reps last year, and then Boyle doing a bunch of stuff. And they and they we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, very limited practice, all the virtual stuff, no preseason. This is the first time the coaching staff's really had a chance to really, like, run love through drills as the one. Uh, so we don't know exactly how that's going. We've seen, you know, some videos here and there. But I think for the coaching staff to get their first really good look at him, that's really important. I think that's, that's really good that he's getting this opportunity, no matter how it's coming up, uh, that they're getting this, this extended chance at him. Uh, so, I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. You know, I think Dylan was the star of the show today. Uh, OTAs and training camp, there's always, like, kind of one main character that kind of stands out and everyone's like, well, look at this. And it was just, 
it was just Dylan. It was Dylan standing there. It was Dylan going through drills. Someone posted a slow-mo clip of Dylan going through drills. I was just mesmerized the entire time watching it. So, uh, yeah, I don't. I've got more than that as well, but I'll stop there. But it was, uh, I don't know, like for the first day of OTAs, <laughs> way more excited about it uh, than I thought I was going to. But a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff, I think. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more with a Credit Karma Money Spend account. You can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Sarah, did you get anything from watching the uh, clips and stuff? I mean, obviously, we have so much information because we were watching it all on Twitter with everybody else. <laughs> but anything you saw that you liked? I was really excited that Naguara was was back out there. I was absolutely pumped um, from what I saw the first two weeks and was so upset when he tore his ACL early in the season. So I know he wasn't like 100% in it. He was off to the side at times um, working with trainers, but that's a really good sign. And someone who has personally torn their ACL and rehabbed back to a sport, obviously not at the professional level. That's just not an easy thing to do, period. But um really happy for him and excited to see what happens there um you know i was on the opposite end of watching him do really great things when cincinnati and ucf used to play all the time so excited that he's on the packers and we can see those really great things happen for green bay um and yeah i mean aj dylan he he's the guy he everybody's talking about him everybody is taking pictures of his legs and the the thing i love about aj dylan is that he's so self-aware like some people might be like, oh, I don't know. Like that's just my, that's just, you know, what I do. And it's part of the job. Like he just leans into it so much. Like he has merch that talks about him being the Quadzilla. He's like commented on people's Twitter posts about like their shirts that they've had made, like about his just muscles and things like that. It's hilarious. And he absolutely buys into it. So I think that's great. Um, good for him. And then, yeah, the love the love saga continues, and I thought that was very interesting. Um, really, you know, the consensus was it wasn't overwhelming and it wasn't underwhelming. He was just kind of there and did his thing. So we'll see what happens. I'm kind of curious to see, you know, throughout the rest of OTAs if anyone else shows up um, and who shows up, really. And um, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm kind of hoping, you know, I hate to wish for chaos, but I'm kind of hoping at some point that somebody in one of the availabilities at the end just kind of says, like, what the hell is going on with Aaron Rodgers? Like, we don't even know. Nobody knows. It just somebody actually says how they feel. Um, because I would like to see that vulnerability and that honesty from somebody on the Packers because they have to be a little confused, too. 
I don't really get excited about OTAs until I start seeing um, hang times for punts. That that's that's the thing that really gets me going. And then the conflicting reports from several reporters, uh, you know, that are off by uh, a tenth of a second each and stuff like that. But it's just it's fun. It's good to see actual football things going on again. And yeah, we're we're so in love with football in this country and. It's just like you that's that's how starved people are for football is that we get so excited and jacked up about the fact that they're 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 throwing a football into a net that they're running they're not like they're not even running plays, they're just running little <laughs> drills. And we're getting so excited about the fact that this is real football being played again. So uh I, I'm I'm excited to get back into, you know, like scrimmages and seeing some plays being run and stuff like that. Uh when we have the quarterback situation figured out. But again, overall, it's just, it's great that Packers football is back and we have some real, real things to talk about. So, well, guys, that's, uh, that, that wraps up everything we kind of got going on for the day. We're going to jump into a couple fan questions, but Sarah um, has to get up early tomorrow due to some work things. So we're just going to, we're going to power through. We got a couple of questions. These are very dusty centric for you. So all the, uh, the nerds out there that enjoy the heavy, the heavy football conversation and the very little food conversation, this, this one's for you. So uh, Sam Hallman wants to know, this might be more for Dusty, but what is your opinion about Love's 2019 season at Utah State? I watched a couple games, and it seemed like his offensive uh, context really hindered him. Uh, trash offensive line, unfamiliar receivers, and simplistic offensive concepts. Uh, pretty much either short digs, slants, outs, or reverts. So, Dusty, I know we talked a little earlier. You wrote an article. There was another one that just came out. Mm-hmm. What did uh, – what do you think of Jordan Love from 2019? Yeah, yeah. So, so for a little context there, I mean, he's right. I mean, the the turnover from, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but his numbers from 2018 to 2019 were a huge drop off. But I think all but one of his uh, prime receivers left. Like they, you know, they graduated, and the coaching staff came in. Uh, new coaching staff came in, so new offensive system, and so that's a little bit of context behind it. But yeah, I mean, it, that system. I mean, he's he's right. The OL wasn't great, and I mean, they're pretty much they were pure pure spread offense man um it was essentially like 11 personnel so one running back one tight end single back stuff and just spread the field and then just do whatever i don't um i've talked to peter bukowski about this and he, he said there was some mark sanchez sat down with love before he was drafted and they were talking about okay what was this play what was this play and like 90 percent of them that they were walking through he's like oh that's just four verts that's four verts like it was pure spread lots of air raid stuff wide splits just spread the field as wide as you can and then a lot of times it was go first read so i mean there was a lot of there are things there are things that that were concerning i know andy has talked about this in the past as far as this like he has a tendency to stare guys down or kind of look in one direction really quickly to see what's going on and then never check back and so a lot of his interceptions not a lot of them because some of them are tipped or whatever he had a lot of drop balls are this he kind of he'd predetermined where he was going to throw or predetermined after one look and the defense would change on him and he wouldn't really pick up on that so some of that stuff that that's one of those things can you coach that you can coach that out of him but you know you can't coach that out of everybody so we'll see kind of see how that goes but the offense was the offense did him precisely zero favors i mean huge arm he has a lot of just tremendous throws he had a lot of stuff that was dropped uh, but he had to create a lot on his own or go first read. And a lot of that was, I mean, you know how far apart those college hashes are. A lot of it was throw a five yard out 
odd to the field side, but you know, away like the furthest side of this part of the field on a timing route that that ball isn't there. That ball is picked out and taken it picked off and taken to the house. So the, the offense did him no favors. He did first read a lot. So I yeah I wrote I wrote about this last year. But if you want a more up to date kind of read on. Uh, you know, a, a lot of this stuff I said, as well as you get a, a kind of a, a better look at some of that as well. Uh, Doug Farrar over at Touchdown Wire. And Doug's been uh, like one of my all-time favorite writers. He's been doing this forever. Uh, and they do great, great work over at Touchdown Wire with him and Mark Schofield and uh, actually Lori Fitzpatrick, um, who was writing about the Jags that we had on the show before. She's over there as well. He wrote a piece today over at Touchdown Wire that's just like, okay, looking back at Jordan Love's 2019 tape, what do we see? How does this translate? And, you know, the picture from Doug's perspective and mine as well, I mean, if he has start this year it's probably not going to be pretty uh, i do think he's smart enough and has the pro talent to kind of be good but yeah that that 2019 offense about as simplistic as you can get from us from a spread perspective sir you have much to add to that <laughs> <laughs> that's okay i don't have anything either i'm just so. here so i don't get fined i'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna. Uh, yeah yeah next up we got scottish packers fan uh, on his football question, another dusty one. I'm still not sure about what to expect from the Packers' defense this year. What do you think the main principles, philosophy of the Barry defense will be? And do you foresee any major differences with Staley and Fangio's systems? Food question. What is your favorite foreign candy? Wink, wink. And this is because our good friend sent us all some uh, some Scottish uh, candies in the mail, and they were all delicious. So uh, clearly we'll have to answer that question as well. But, uh, Dusty, you can take the, the footballism. Yeah, I mean, as far as the, I'll answer the last part first, I guess, any major differences between Staley and Fangio systems? I mean, Yes, yeah, somewhat I think Staley is just kind of a different iteration of that, but not not really enough to kind of talk about right now. I know both Staley and Fangio, in the staple of those systems that we're going to see, it's a lot of two high safeties. Uh, and I know Fangio and Staley were the highest defenses in the league last year in terms of running uh, running plays with two high safeties. So we're going to see more of that. Um, but I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the core concepts are the same. I think in terms of what we're going to see, and this kind of plays with uh, one of the reasons I pointed out the Chris Barnes as uh, inside linebacker one earlier. What they like to do is a lot of five man fronts. What's called an eagle front. And it's kind of a almost like pinched in the middle and then two wide nines. And the idea is you get these one on one matchups across the with with your defense across the offensive line. And then what you get from that is you usually have one. Uh, a lot of times with one inside linebacker, maybe two, but usually one main inside linebacker. That's why the Chris Barnes is as repping as inside linebacker one is so important because if they're only going to have one, he's likely going to be the guy. And so you get five, five wide across the front, you get one linebacker, and then those safeties can do whatever they want. The safeties have to be smart, fast. They have to kind of know what they're doing. and have to wait until, I mean, until the ball snapped to really determine what they're going to do. So they have to be smart. They have to know their assignments. Uh, but it's a lot of too high or showing too high and then spin down, spin one guy down in the box to kind of help. But we also get, I've talked about this before, a lot of times that slot guy, because what, what you do is a lot of, I don't know how deep to get here. It's like pattern match stuff where instead of you're not playing strict man or strict zone, it's essentially zone that turns to man depending on how the routes break. What happens with that, with the run stuff, especially, I mean, as we've just said, there's five guys on the line and one inside linebacker. The math says that's a six-man box, which is considered a light box, and a lot of teams are going to run into that, are going to look to run into that. So you have to be able to fill those gaps, and a lot of times you'll get the slot corner kind of filling those gaps. So, I mean, it's, it's again, this is this is probably a lot, and I'm talking fast, so I apologize, but it really is, it's a, it's a fairly wide departure from what we've seen, you know, in the past, I don't know, 
ever probably for this defense. But the core things we're going to see, five-man line, one inside linebacker, look for the slot guy to fill a lot of those run gaps, and those safeties are just going to do whatever they want. You're going to see a lot of too high, but you'll see at the snap those guys are going to spin and do different things. So, I mean, I think it's wildly different. Um, really fun defense. If you look at it, really fun defense. Kind of forces uh, – this is the interesting thing – forces the offense. It really kind of gets – like you're trying to get them to run because running is a le- not as much of an efficient play. It's a, it's a much less efficient play than passing. So you want teams to run. You're essentially begging teams to run and then you try to stop them out of a six-man front. So I think it's going to be really interesting. A lot of the like immediate post-snap stuff on this is really, really fun. So uh, I hope it goes well. But, yeah, those are it's going to be uh, quite a bit different from what we've seen. Uh, so I guess that's that. And as far as favorite foreign candy... Yeah, uh, Steve reminded me. Well, we got I mean, we got this the package from uh, from our Scottish Packers fan. Which thank you. I apologize and I say thank you. And there was like Peter, what's that peanut butter Kit Kats in there? I believe those those the, everything in there was good. I, I've eaten everything. You know, was a, not to brag, but I eat too much food. Um, and those were those were the highlights. So the, I think it was those peanut butter Kit Kats. That's uh, I'll I'll go with that because I had them recently and they were amazing. So I'm just going to pass on the first part of the question since Dusty <laughs> handled that again. Um, and I'm actually going to agree. Um, and thank you again for sending those. And that was awesome. I actually um, tried some with my parents and we did a little taste test. And we also agreed that uh, the peanut butter Kit Kats were our favorite. They were just super good. Um, so that was but that was awesome to kind of get a taste of other um candies um from different places um it, it kind of felt like when you go to epcot and they have the different sodas and you just go up and try <laughs> so many of them and it was awesome so thanks so much and i'll have to be on the lookout for where i can find those in the future because they were quite good yeah thanks pete for those um outstanding stuff that yeah the the peanut butter Kit Kat was outstanding I, I do have one other noteworthy one. I don't know if it qualifies quite as a candy, but it's still the closest thing I could think of when the question came in my head was when I was living in Korea, um, summers over there would get pretty warm and they have all sorts of like convenience stores on the corners and stuff like that. 7-Elevens, whatever you can think of. And they sell milkshakes in a if you can think of like an applesauce pouch or like a kid's pouch basically but they're frozen milkshakes that you can like break up a little bit and then while you're walking down the street like oh dude they hit so well it's so good and they have different flavors like they had a cookies and cream one they had vanilla they had chocolate they had all sorts of you know korean flavors like green tea and stuff that i wasn't a fan of but man there were some of those that that was uh that made me miss that so that was that was really good and then we got one more question we're going to take tonight uh, from number one Packers fan in the UK. And this is a fun one. So uh, what sound would you have played after Aaron Rodgers' interview with Kenny Mayne? I would have chosen Here I Go Again by Whitesnake. I think the first five lines are great. Sarah, do you still have those pulled up or did you switch over? Yeah, so the first five lines of that song for reference are, I don't know where I'm going, but I sure know where I've been. Hanging on to the hanging on the promises and songs of yesterday and i've made up my mind i ain't wasting no more time here i go again here i go again so it is fitting for the mm-hmm. rogers situation mm-hmm. uh and so dusty what did uh, what was the song that you would have played right after that that so, interview's over uh, my <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> i don't want to cut you off bailey my boyfriend is here and he just came out in the kitchen to get something and he's like i love that song it's my wife's <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, it was in the fighter with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, no. <laughs> what? It was in the movie, the fighter with Mark Wahlberg. Apparently, it was in a movie with Mark Wahlberg. So, uh, wasn't it? Wasn't it also an old school? Probably. It's. I'm gonna assume it's been in like 50 percent of movies ever made because that song rules. Yeah. Well, there we go. Congrats, Bailey, on your first yeah. packaged podcast yeah. appearance. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, mine, mine, God, not nearly as cool, not nearly as as uh, as as widely known. I think probably fairly widely known. Uh, I'm going with a song by Halsey. Get out off her album Maniac, came out last year, and it's called "You Should Be Sad." I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> I'm going to read some of the lyrics. First of all, first of all, the try, songs. Can you try to sing it? No, I can. I cannot. Uh, song's tremendous. It's one of those that every time I hear it, I, I end up like going back to the beginning and listening to it repeat like three times. It's incredible. Uh, I want to start this out and say I got to get it off my chest. Got no anger. Got no malice. Just a little bit of regret. And then it just kind of goes from there. So that feels kind of fitting. And again, also, great song. So that's mine. And uh, we, we all know the songs that we picked because we talked about it earlier. And Sarah's going to win this one. So mm-hmm. I'll let her go last. So for all of the Breaking Bad fans, I will take uh, Baby Blue by Badfinger. <laughs> uh, the last song of the show where he, where, where oh, uh, spoilers, sorry. But uh, if you don't know the end of this show by now, you're, you're going to find out. So you know, Walt dies at the end, falls off the, uh, the tank and stuff. But the first line of it is, guess I got what I deserve. So, I mean, to me, um, keep you waiting there took too, uh, too long, my love. All that time without a word, like, oh, it's just, it just, I mean, the more you hear the lyrics, it just fits. It fits so much. So, uh, that's what I would have chosen. And Sarah, let's, uh, let's end strong. What do you think? So, mine, I want you to picture that this is Goody singing this to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Um, and there's like at the end of the ESPN interview, there's like an edit, like Cheesehead TV style, where everything is just like people's heads photoshopped onto other people <laughs> and things are moving. Where Rogers is just like sitting on the beach in Hawaii and Gudikins is like walking slowly into the water as the sun is setting. <laughs> um, and so the song that would be playing in the background is Say Something by A Great Big World <laughs> featuring Christina Aguilera. So if you're unfamiliar, here are the lyrics and pretty much these are the only lyrics because they just repeat over and over again say something i'm giving up on you i'll be the one if you want me to anywhere i would have followed you say something i'm giving up on you and then it repeats several times (laughs) there's i'm feeling so small it was over my head i know nothing at all so I will stumble and fall. I'm still learning to love, just starting to crawl. So there we go. That's my pick. <laughs> I legitimately thought about that song while you guys were talking about, like while Dusty was talking about songs, and I almost busted out laughing during the middle of it. I mean, it's so perfect. I'm actually now, like, I'm going to, after we're done recording, since we're recording a little early tonight, mm-hmm. I'm going to play around with uh, Apple, uh, or with iMovie a little bit and see if I can do a couple, you know, grab a couple pictures of Goody and, Grab a couple pictures of Rogers and see if we can make a little montage of that. That make it happen, man. I say all these things; it never happens. If but. you can't make it happen, then just DM Tyler Herrick at Cheesehead TV, and he will 100% make it happen. I mean, he makes all of those memes and edits for the Cheesehead TV Twitter, so he can no, definitely. Help I like out. it. I like it. Yeah, we we need to get that into the universe. That'd be pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers would even like that one. He'd like the uh, the the humor behind it, but. 
guys, we're uh, we're wrapping up early tonight. This is uh, this is kind of unusual for us, but let's uh, let's just dive in into the final thoughts. Uh, Sarah, we'll, we'll start with you. Yeah, I don't really have a lot except just um, you know I hate to quote Aaron Rodgers in a time where everyone is pissed off at Aaron Rodgers, but let's just relax. Like the, there's a lot going on, I know, and it's scary. June first is around the corner, which is kind of the mystery date people have floated around there, but. Um, you know, let's just enjoy it. Football is back, you know, somewhat. Uh, Packer, things are looking good, I think, you know, regardless for the Packers. There's a lot of promise there. Um, and, yeah, let's just, let's just enjoy it. Let's embrace whatever the hell it is that is happening right now and just go with it. And I think it'll all work out in the end. Um, you know, I, I do enjoy some of the memes and things out there. That, that has been quite entertaining. But, you know, we... It's a, it's a fun time for sports. Good baseball, good basketball happening right now. If you're into hockey, I know hockey is, is going off right now too. So let's just have some fun, enjoy it, be good to each other. Um, and yeah, let me laugh and make a few memes along the way, but let's not you know take it so seriously. And let's just all, I've seen too many people fighting and arguing and going at each other online. And I'm like, come on guys, let's just, <laughs> let's just have fun. Um, and I know that's a lot to ask at times too. But anyways, so... <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. As always, it's been fun to be back. And I know I talked about it a little last week, but it just, it feels right. It feels like everything is normal again now that we're back um, once a week and together and talking to you guys. So thanks so much. Yeah, and for me, not much. Um, I've got uh, a new article hitting next week uh, that I haven't even really started on yet. I actually just picked the play yesterday, and it's a one of my one of my favorite plays uh, from an early uh, early two thousands playoff game. Kind of one of those that doesn't get talked about too much, uh, and I'm I'm not finding a ton on it, but I'm still just going to write it up just because it's one of my favorites and I want it out there. So I'm excited to start working on that. And yeah, to, to basically echo what Sarah's saying. I mean, through all of this, man, this is something we've been saying for the past year and a half. It's as true now as it was then. Man, just be nice to each other about like about just things in general. Like, there's no reason to get uh, heated over. I don't know football when there's actually no football on. <laughs> like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. But just, I mean, also you, you you never have any idea what's going on with someone else's life either. So just just it it's it does not take much to be kind. Uh, so just just I don't know. Choose to be kind. I guess it's so weird because that's like that's a. Uh, it's a concept that they teach. I was in a Daniel Tiger video. I hate Daniel Tiger. I hate <laughs> Daniel Tiger so much. But it's in a Daniel Tiger video, and they're like, "You can choose to be kind." And kids like, "Oh yeah, I know that." But like, I don't know. People other like older people do not. So yeah, just it's it's not that hard to just choose to be nice. So just just try to be nice, man. I legitimately thought you just said I was in a Daniel Tiger video. I was like, "How did I not know you were in a Daniel Tiger video?" <laughs> no. Are you no, talking never, about the animated Steve, never. one? The animated character? Is that what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, it's like spin off of the Mr. Rogers thing. Yeah, he's a little tiger. I I just said be nice to people and I'm like, I hate that little tiger so much. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're you're acting just like Aaron Rodgers where he's talking about. It. He's like, you know, it's all about the people and the, mm-hmm. the community and all this kind of stuff. But but not this is my tiger. but this is my problem. This what is my problem. Mean? That's true. <laughs> my god my brain. like i think the reason why i'm like we just need to relax and let it go and just accept whatever happens is because my brain cannot physically process another <laughs> twist of information where it's like we're gonna just 
go around the answer as much as we can without actually answering it. I'm just sick of it. Ugh. My, my biggest hope is that in uh, Aaron Jones' cereal that he sells, uh, you know, locally in Green Bay, that maybe he'll he'll put in a decoder ring. And then it's some kind of, you know, there's something that, you know, you start like twisting around and it will just decode every message that Aaron Rodgers actually says. So that is that is my hope and dream. Um, Maybe that's something we also need to uh, put into existence. Maybe I should DM Tyler Herrick and see if he can do that. Uh, You literally need to tweet that, like put it out into the universe that there is a potential secret message hidden in Aaron Jones. Throw it on the the Christmas story clip with the Ovaltine. You got the Dakota <laughs> ring. <laughs> the thing for a word. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Um, but I will say just for, just for fun. Cause you guys, you guys know, we always like to talk about food. We, uh, during the summertime, we always in my household will make, uh, homemade fudgicles. So I always throw out this recipe to anybody who will listen. Cause I think they're freaking delicious. So it's half a cup of Nutella, one and a half cups of almond milk. And that makes six fudgicles and like pre, like pre molds. And they're, they're awesome for the summertime. So if you have kids, they will eat them up. They're, you know, not sugary. They're not anything, but man, they're delicious. So, um, yeah, that's my final thought. Um, as ever to kind of say what everybody else did, you know, be nice to each other, just relax a little bit. It's still the off season. We'll get this all Packers. We'll get it all squared away one way or another, and and there will be a season. So, uh, take that deep breath, and after you take a deep breath, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Sarah Kelher four at Steve Perich at Dusty Evely at Packaday Podcast. If you can do any reviews, we'd love those five stars as always. But uh, thank you guys for listening and the Twitter questions. We always love it. But we'll catch you next week. Talk some more Packer football. And side note, that will be June 1st that we record that. So there could (laughs) be some things going on. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even realize that's our recording. Uh We are recording June 1st. This is what's going to happen. I'm telling you. Oh, no. I didn't even realize this is all happening on the same day. So I'm going to visit family in Virginia this weekend. And I'm literally flying back on June 1st. And I just know that the news is going to break when I'm in an airplane and then I'm in a land. Oh no. You better pay for that Wi-Fi, Sarah. Seriously, dude. I'm so upset that I just realized this. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, that's awesome. That's all. That was fun. Uh, but yeah, so we will be recording on June 1st. So that could be some potential for news breaking. Who knows? But um, yeah, we'll be back. So thank you for listening. And as always, go pack, go. class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.